And we're off. It's the Daily Objective with Jonathan Honig and Mark Pellegrino. Delighted you're with us from all over the world. Uh, you are at the center of the contemporary movement for capitalism and objectivism, certainly. You know, the Ayn Rand Center UK, we're delighted you're part of our movement and delighted you're part of our conversation. We've got a tremendous guest with us today, uh, Jennifer Miguel. Uh, she might be familiar to a lot of you. She goes by another pseudonym, if you will. You might know her as Millennium Capitalist, Millennium Objectivist. No. <laughs> millennial Rand fan. <laughs> millennial Rand fan. I knew that. I knew that. I know you have a huge you have a huge YouTube following, um, but you also have an interesting journey in objectivism. And even more importantly, you're involved in a new project now, which is it's promoting freedom. It's also promoting objectivism in many ways, but it's promoting freedom through fiction. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and maybe a little bit about how Ayn Rand has been influential uh, with you. With us is a gentleman who knows a little bit something about movies and TV and film, Mark Pellegrino, activist, actor, uh, good guy. Good to see you, Mark. Good to see you. This is looking good too. You got a little, is that for a role? Yeah, this is for, uh, this is for the thing I'm doing out here in, in Pittsburgh. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, we're happy to have you with us. We're happy to have all of our super chatters as well. Thank you, Mary Lean, already. Uh, she thinks it's a great topic, and, and we do as well. So we'll get into a little bit about um, what you're doing with your movie project. But give us kind of your, your young woman, obviously. Give us your kind of your history, your quick origin story, if you will, how you got started at the Iron Institute, uh, and, and when did you start getting into objectivism? Well, okay. So it all everything with uh, Ayn Rand, uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. And everything with Ayn Rand began um, when I first moved to LA because I am actually, oh, I was born in, in, uh, in the US, but I lived in Mexico my whole life. And I moved to California uh, in 2008 and I was, you know, trying to, trying to go to college, uh, but you know, this is really expensive. So I was looking for scholarships and that's when I found, you know, the Atlas Shrug Essay Contest. And I didn't know what Iron was, what Atlas Shrug was, what the Iron Institute was. But uh, I was just like, ooh, $20,000. That sounds interesting. So I picked up the book <laughs> and I was naive enough to think that maybe I could write the winning essay, which I did not. Uh, but I, I picked up the book and like I started reading it. And obviously it was like, very life-changing. I never heard anything, any idea similar to that before. Um, I was raised Christian, so everything was very like, well, what, what is this? Uh, and so, yeah, that started it all. I got very into it right away. Uh, in, I got into it enough that even though I was interested in film, I applied for an internship at ARI because, you know, I wanted to learn more, even though it was office work and all that. And I did get the internship. I, I learned a lot from the intellectuals there. Uh, I got a lot of like my questions about objectivism clarified there because you know you get to talk to the, the intellectuals uh, that work there. And after that, it just kind of- well, I, I have to interrupt you for one second, Jennifer. I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's just amazing, you know, like back in the 50s and 60s and 70s when Atlas first came out, the old kind of adage used to be, you know, oh, I, I read Atlas Shrugged and it changed my life. But here you are now in the 21st century, a young person, same exact thing. You read Atlas Shrugged and it changed your life. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's weird because 
it was even though everything that was in the book was like kind of opposite to what I've been thought uh it felt right so I, that's why I wanted to explore more to see why did it feel right that's why I wanted to read the nonfiction to to learn more about that yeah I mean where, 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 where were you going to school and were you studying film in school no well at that time I wasn't I was looking for scholarships so I ended up uh doing two years at SMC in Santa Monica um, College, and then I transferred to USC to, to study film, film there. I have to say, I'm always impressed with people who were raised with religion, who are able to pick up, you know, Rand is radical. She's, a, she's not on the right, she's not on the left, as you know, you know, she's a radical. And for a lot of people, especially those raised in a religious background, it's like, it's something totally, completely different for them. So, you know, to be able to, exorcise, pull yourself out of that, because it probably meant breaking up with some family traditions as well. Well, for the longest time, okay, not the longest time, but for for at least like a year and a half after reading Atlas, even though I was like, okay, I'm on board with everything, I was still like, but religion could still have room there, right? Like, you know, I was trying to like reconcile both of them, but no, eventually I gave it up. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Hard. I mean, it only, it only took you, it only took you a year and a half to do that. That's yeah. Stunning. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't give up. I didn't give up God for like a decade. It took me oh, wow. a long, long time to separate myself. Yeah. From that. It's tremendous. And so you had a great experience at, at the Ayn Rand Institute. You adopted a moniker and have been doing some very fun and amusing uh, YouTube videos. Um, but, you know, we're here and I'm most interested in this, this recent project of yours. You know, there's a few Atlas Shrugged movies out there you, you might not be aware of. I am I aware a, of them. Uh, I've I seen all brief, of them. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. And uh, <laughs> they're, 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 you're building on that tradition and I'm sure building very high on the tradition with something new. Tell us about this new project. Well, so, well, first of all, the Atlas Shrugged movies, I've always thought that it's really hard to try to make Atlas into a movie because unless unless you just focus on the plot, you know, the plot, but if you're trying to sell the philosophy in a movie, that's gonna, that's very, uh, almost impossible in a two hour movie. But uh, for this project, I'm trying to produce a fan, an animated fan adaptation of a scene from Atlas Shrugged. And it's the scene where a worker is talking to Dagny and he tells the story of, the 20th Century Motor Company. And the 20th Century Motor Company, it was a company in Wisconsin that was uh, thriving until uh, new management took over. And they basically came with this policy that they were gonna pay everybody, not according to their ability, but according to their need. So uh, as soon as that this policy is instituted, things go south and it goes bankrupt, but it also, uh, ruins the lives of everybody in that town that work in that in that factory. And what I like about this scene is that it's self-contained. You don't need to know any of the rest of the novel to understand the story itself. Uh, and it's very short, about nine minutes, and it's very impactful. Um, I think there's even websites right on the internet where they just posted the story itself without any of uh, the rest of Atlas Shrugged uh, because, you know, you, you can get it, it doesn't, it's not gonna spoil the rest of the novel and it, it teaches a very big lesson in itself. 
I have to say that's a very smart and kind of uh, forward thinking idea of like, all right, let's not try to fit it all you know, in, into a two hour movie or anything else. Let's be very selective. Let's edit out and find one scene that, and I'm not speaking for you here, but can maybe kind of hook people in, interest them in to ultimately explore the book and, and teach them a lesson at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's uh, my goal, trying to get people interested in the book too. But also, even if you are someone very on the left and you watch this scene and you get triggered, like that's not the way it is. But it, it might still like plant a, a seed of doubt. Like, well, maybe things could go that way, you know? Well, we we um, we have your, first of all, you're raising money on Indiegogo. And I really encourage, I just became a, a donor and I encourage everyone to help Jennifer have this made, you know, she's not going to the government acting, asking for a grant. Um, she's she's bootstrapping this and trying to get the story out. And Jennifer, I want to show a bit of your trailer, if you will. Uh, would you say, can we run the clip? Yes, it's a, it's a proof of concept and run the clip. <laughs> Thank you. I've always actually wanted to ask somebody this. So, so is it, are you seeing this? Is this, is it up there? No. We see a lot. <laughs> Let me see. It's a lot of here. business, yeah. <laughs> uh, share screen. Do we see? This should be your safari action. There it is, right? Mm-hmm. All right. There was something that happened at that plant where I worked for 20 years. It was when the old man died. Are you getting audio? Yes, yep. we're getting audio. And his heirs took over. There were three of them, two sons and a daughter, and they brought a new plan to run the factory. They let us vote on it, too. And everybody, almost everybody, voted for it. What's great about this scene is that it can stand on its own, meaning you don't need to know the rest of what happens in the novel in order to understand it, and it won't spoil the novel for you. Now, what exactly happens in this story? Well, first of all, this project would be about nine minutes long, and we would see what happened to the company as told by that former worker. It all starts when the owners of the company die and their heirs take cover, bringing with them the policy of from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. And all the workers vote for it because at first it seems like a very good deal, but we soon see that this leads to a cycle of exploitation of the ablest workers for the sake of the neediest families. It's really smart. I mean, you sneak it in very efficiently and in nine minutes, which is, you know, a, a feat to put this all in in nine minutes. Yeah, I it, it was a long, long, long scene. I don't change any of Rand's words. I did cut out smart bits, uh, small bits, uh, just to make it streamline everything. But none of, uh, none of Ayn Rand's words are changed. And obviously there will be a disclaimer in the project to see that it has been slightly shortened and, uh, I just think it's awesome. You know, Mark, there's that great tradition, for example, with like Star Wars, of like fan fiction and fan appreciation stuff. And a lot of what, Jennifer, you do with your YouTube stuff and like this, you know, coming from you as an intelligent young person, like it really goes a long way in introducing young people to the book. You're saying, oh, pick them up. Let's just check out Ayn Rand. So, I mean, my hat's off to you and I'm happy to support it. I hope our audience does as well. CJ, Vermeer, uh, Mary Aline, uh, Fab, thanks for supporting us. And I hope you support Jennifer too. 
Hey, Jennifer, I don't, I don't know if you're locked into that particular voiceover artist, but if you need my help for any of that, I'll definitely offer you my services for free. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so high six I, figure, if not low seven figure <laughs> dollars right there. That's very nice. I did, I, I did want to say something because I feel like I would be letting Jennifer Schumann and uh, uh, Jacqueline Schumann and Jennifer Boani down if I didn't mention this. Uh, they have written a limited series uh, um, reinterpretation of Atlas Shrugged called The Strike, and which we are now presently shopping around to various production companies and producers. Um, it is brilliant. It is a great adaptation. Um, I even like it better than the novel, to be honest with you. So I want you to know that there are people out there who are, uh, are trying to put this, uh, like you, Jennifer, who are trying to make this a cultural phenomenon. This is the time to do it. Right that's now. awesome because yeah. I don't know why that's a funny coincidence but uh, yesterday last night I was thinking you know in preparation for this uh, event I was thinking many things including about Atlas Shrug and I was like thinking how it would be better as a as a series and I also yeah. came up I was like but I don't think I would name it Atlas Shrug I was like if I was to make one I would name it a strike so it's a funny coincidence. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring you into our loop too, because I think, I think it, I just have a feeling that this, this uh, is a sort of kismet moment that uh, this is meant to be. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll be communicating with you later about that. That's awesome. That's sweet, Mark. Anyway, go ahead, John. Sorry. And, and no, I mean, the, our, our chat agrees. It's really uh, uh, generous of you and awesome that you know, you're able to, it just makes me think of like, you know, again, how many Star Wars like spin-off and things are there? So there's plenty of room, as you said, Mark, to make this a cultural phenomena. And when you think about, you know, how much, I mean, Netflix produces tons of just junk, uh, like multi-year series of junk. So to inspire that, to get it going at the grassroots level, Jennifer, where can people find on Indiegogo or what's a great way to send them to be able to support the project? All right, so I can also drop a link here in the in the video once it stops airing, but I have it on my Instagram page at Millennial Rand Fan. Uh, it's on my Twitter and on my YouTube channel. YouTube channel is Millennial Rand Fan. Uh, you can see all of that there. Uh, but yeah, I'll try to drop a link right here if I can. Well, it's in our super chat as well. It's under Indiegogo as animated adaption of scene from Atlas Shrugged. Help Jennifer bring the story of the 20th century company to life, the motor company to life. So it's a, yes. it's an awesome, ambitious, really uh, creative project. And uh, you've got you've got two fans here, two supporters here as well. So uh, we just we wish you the best with it. Thank you. Well, and, and appreciate all of our our uh, listeners and super, super chatters as well today. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Fab. You know, Fab made a mention that literally one line in Galt's speech got him off God, which is kind of interesting when you give, when you think about the power of Rand and the power of hey. ideas, you know, one, one line. I that's not a very deep relationship. He what just didn't was have the a line? relationship with God. Yeah, that's like, so what, what, Fab, what, if you have a, if you want to share with us the line really briefly, but, uh, oh, and Daniel now, Jennifer has just supported Daniel Krauss, who's a great supporter of us here at the Ayn Rand Center UK, is now a, a supporter of you as well. So there'll be a lot more. 
Um, and, and he says he's been watching you for a long time. Really great stuff. You've got a lot of admirers out there. Awesome. So, How much time do we oh. have left on the on this? Do you want to roll another clip? No, no, no. I just, I just no, wanted. I know. I just to wanted make... to say that. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Like, uh... never mind. <laughs> please, please. Uh, I, I, I can think... Go ahead. Please. No, no I, can, I, can, I can see the time here, but I also wanted to say that when we're talking about adaptations, uh, that whenever I've looked for, to see if there are many other fan adaptations of Iron's work, and I'm surprised because it's, you know, it's a novel that's been a around for a long time. And I've only found maybe like four or five, most of them of Anthem. Uh, and like one or two of her other short stories. I think there's somebody who made an adaptation of the simplest thing in the world. Um, so yeah, I feel like there should be more, <laughs> more fan adaptations. I, I, I agree. And then, you know, you get once in a while, I'll, I'll share just because it thought of me, you know, this like PBS did one that's just, you know, shows ran as the old, like stereotypical, oh. ugly smoking. And it's just, <laughs> It's just a, it's a, it's a smear by any other term. So glad you're doing something much more optimistic, much more positive. Mary Aline now has uh, supported you as well. So there'll be many more. Check out Jennifer's project at, at, uh, at Indiegogo. Look for it in the comments. And thanks for supporting us. Now, are you, are you going to jump over to Clubhouse with us? Yes. Well, okay, because our... there's, there's, there's so many things I don't know here. I have so many questions, but I guess I'll ask them in Clubhouse. Yeah, well, um, you know, Chandler says that, Mark, you should have a part, but I think Jennifer is going to probably make you audition first, with all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm you willing know, to audition. But uh, by the way, Good when man. I worked at ARI, um, you know, the people would always come up with, like, ideas on, like, projects and you know, they, they would always keep you in, my, in mind, Mark, Mark, but I remember also I had like some ideas for projects back in the day when I worked at ARI, uh, but they, they never reached you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was well, one that's... that they had going for a while and I was doing some voiceover for it when, when uh, Michael Paxton was working over there. Oh yeah. But that awesome. sort of disintegrated. So oh. hopefully we can get some more stuff going. Yes. I love it. I love it. You guys bring such a creativity and enthusiasm to all of this. So keep it up, Jennifer. And we will see our audience on Clubhouse in just a few minutes. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more of The Daily Objective. Be well and, uh, and uh, best premises from all of us. Thank you. <laughs>